Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, spooky bitches, and welcome back to another episode of Department of the Dead. My name's Amanda. And it's Toddy. I think it's my like least favorite thing is introducing myself every time. I feel so fucking stupid when I say it. <laughs> you should be like, you should know this by now. But you never know. We might have new people. So they're like, who the fuck are they? Even though it's on the show now. <laughs> I hate it. Everything else, I'm That's fine. That's fine. Everything else. Like, uh-uh. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> I'm not. Hello, everyone. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so this week's episode, Thought kind of took the lead on this one. And by kind of, he took the full lead. And I was like, okay. I was smoking my joint before this. And I was like, what kind of list can I come up with? <laughs> so I found something on WikiHow that we're going to popcorn read later. WikiHow's but, the best. I know. it's It's so... <laughs> You know those instructions, those satire instructions on how to change a baby and what to do, what not to do? And like what not to do is something along the lines of don't feed your baby to a bear while you're changing his diaper. Oh. Or something stupid like that. Yeah, I love like the pictures that go with it, though. Like type in anything, something will come Mm -hmm. up and the pictures are always pretty good content there. I bet you that artist makes a killing. We should figure out who does the art for the WikiHow page That's worth- and ask them to make something for us. <laughs> caricature drawings? I'd pay money for that. Yeah, of me and you. You just have like that really long emo hair. <laughs> just like... <laughs> just one big smile over your eye. Because tonight <laughs> will be the night. Oh, shit. We're not even... Oh, what? Two minutes in? Okay. Well, thought. How are you? How have you been since we've last talked? Good. Had a good little weekend. Yeah, can't complain. How about you? Your family was over. Yeah. So my family got here. What we recorded last Thursday or something with Justin. Which, by the way, he's hilarious. I want to bring him back on. It was. I when I was listening back to the episode as I was editing it, I was choking on my water. <laughs> At certain parts. So, Justin, we love you. Yeah, we want you to come that back. That was fun. So, everything seemed to fall apart last week, getting ready for it. You know, cleaners canceled, the lawn care canceled. Luckily, our house got painted, which it looks fucking phenomenal. So, yeah, I was just, like, kind of stressed getting things ready for my parents to get here. I just wanted to make sure everything was, you know, perfect. And by perfect, I know that they really wouldn't care. But, yeah, um, yeah it was a good visit. Uh you know, got to take my parents around Seattle a little bit. We explored Tacoma. My dad was loving the antique mall. I love that antique mall. My dad and I, we love going to antique stores. My mom hates it because she's like, it's just clutter. It's clutter. And she, she's not a fan. But, you know, she takes an edible and then she's fine. So. Hey, good girl. But. <laughs> yeah. Would so you, it was. Uh, did it was you guys smoke? Fun. Did you guys smoke together or anything? My mom and I did. Yeah. That's cool. My mom took one hit of my bong and she was like, ah. all right, good night. <laughs> she, 
So, I mean, in Texas, they have Delta 8 and stuff. So she's, you know, in the gummies that she takes are nothing to sneeze at, like 25 milligrams a pop. That would kill somebody here in Washington if that were the case with the THC. But not kill, but you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, send them on Paral- a trip. Paralyze. But, yeah, yeah. So it was funny. My dad didn't smoke, though. He did smoke his cigars, but he just... He doesn't like the way weed smells. He's like, it smells like a skunk over here. And I was just like, yes, because this is where I keep my weed, Dad. You boomer. It's very organized, do you see? <laughs> but he he's coming around to it, though, because his pain and everything just over the last couple of years getting worse. And so the edibles actually help. Yeah, sure. So my dad. Oh, my God. I didn't realize this till afterwards. My mom, I was like. Was dad doing okay? And she was like, yeah, I took an edible before we went into Ikea. And I was like, what? That's sick. <laughs> no wonder he was so quiet. <laughs> yeah, so, he's just, en- yeah, just enjoying himself. Was- yeah, so it was a really good visit. I teared up a little bit when they when we dropped him off. And it still makes me sad to think about it. I really miss him. But on a lighter note, guess what we did do the night before they left? What? We went to a boxing match at the casino. And I've never been to the casino, but the casinos here in Washington are big. I mean, anyone from this area or the station at JBLM knows what I'm talking about. So, yeah, it was hilarious because this is with WWE. Like, this was actually like boxing. Like, they're hitting each other. Right. And there were actually a handful of guys. They were Mexican or I think one of them was Puerto Rican. But anyway, they walk out to mariachi music wearing sombreros and literally the glitteriest attire that they could think of. They love their glitter. It's so fantastic. They love <laughs> their tassels. Glitter and tassels. <laughs> yes. There was one fight, like I love listening to the fans too, because the fans are hilarious. And this one guy behind us was obviously drunk. And one of the guys boxing had these long tassels. And you just hear this. Drunk like, get him, tassel. Get him. <laughs> when, when you say tassels, are they like on the shorts? Yeah. Yeah. They're fighting with like I booby tassels on. Oh my God. If they were wearing nipple tassels, don't you think I would have sent you a video of that? I, I, I thought you would, but. I would not gatekeep that kind of information from you. I mean, I'd go to a fight like this. Never. I know, right? Nipples. <laughs> this weekend, we are going to a stripper. What is it? Stripper boxing? My friend's a. Oh. My, my roommate's a. He's a fighter. And I guess, like, the local club, like, asked him to train their dancers, like, how to fight. So oh we're going to go and see how that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you remember when I boxed at our old unit? I do, actually. Yes. <laughs> I lost, by the way. Never. But that was fun. It's so tiring. Oh, it's exhausting. It's like it was. It was three one-minute rounds is what we did because like our old command star major. Yeah. So I'm just gonna give him a shout out, Edgar Fuentes. He set the bar way too high when I first came into the army. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, but he taught us how to box before our thing. Man, one-minute rounds. I was, I didn't know that there were muscles that could be sore until the next day, and then of course I had to cover up like a black. I had a black lip like right here. It was like right here where the other girl popped me. <laughs> it was fun. Boxing was fun. Never really got into it. I think I should just so I can get some internal aggression out. But yeah, I don't know if I would want to do that like as a sport. It's fun like 
every once in a while to do like skiing yeah but then when you actually get into it it gets expensive exhausting and it just consumes all of you so it's it's fun and i respect it i really respect the fact that it is a gentleman's sport too like i know that women participate but you know the whole you go in you get all your aggression out on the yeah. ring and then you shake hands at the end and you never saw doesn't matter i think from the get-go everyone's told don't be a sore loser shake the other guy's hand and it's it's awesome. And I really, I appreciate that. That is a positive side of masculinity. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, like there's no men hatred for yeah. the most part. Men win for the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. We'll take the W when we can, <laughs> especially in 2023. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Oh, fuck, fuck. Can I do one more anecdote real quick? Sure. It was about boxing, but it was so fucking funny. So this was before I got here, but like one of my medics the year before, do you remember? I'm going to bleep her name out. Special. Well, anyway, so the year before she was in the boxing smoker. And so she, she fought our S1. Do you remember? Yeah. I, like you that, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So those two boxed and because she, she did jujitsu, like she knew how to fight. So. She beats the shit out of her, long story short. But then it, just for salt on the wound, her leadership gave her an award, an AAM, for winning the boxing match. And that S1 clerk had a problem. Oh, my God. That's that's traumatizing. <laughs> I know. Where's my award at? It makes her a good story. She just keeps kicking it back. <laughs> Don't. Just starts going fucking Anyway, so that was funny. I mean, I loved it. I appreciate boxing. I sh I feel like I should go to more boxing events. They're fun. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Uh, what were we talking about today? Uh, so we're starting with the craziest humanoid cryptids by state. Okay. Which are it's a name and then a short little read about them. I can not do all the states, okay. but I can just swipe down like the best ones. What do you think? Yeah. No. Hey, this is your rodeo. I'm just the show pony in the intermission. <laughs> show pony with the tassels? Yes. Tassels and glitter. Yes. To all of it. <laughs> she is me. <laughs> all right. So. That is such a fun job. Anyway. Uh, the title is Craziest Humanoid Cryptids by State. On Instagram, the ones we cover or like the most popular ones, I'll post like the pictures or whatever. You got the link? That I sent you? I do, yeah. I've got it pulled up in front of me. Mm -hmm. All right, it's alphabetical, starting with Alabama, the Hug and Molly. The legend goes... Oh, God, that's terrifying. Yeah, some of these pictures are good. Oh, my God. No. No, absolutely not. The legend goes, Molly appears to children at night. She grabs a hold of the kids, squeezes them tightly in her arms, and screams in their ears. She is purported to be seven feet tall and wears black clothing with wide-brimmed hat or hood. This next one's a... I don't know who the fuck drew this one, but shit. God. That was like any incentive not to go back to Alabama. That is it. Yeah, stay away from the hugging, mo hugging Molly. Uh, yeah. This picture, Alaska, the Qualapolik. <laughs> what the fuck? Is I don't this? even know. That looks like squid. Looks like Squidward on fucking acid. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. This looks like Squidward, but like Squidward in a K hole. It's like those like fuck. What are they? The the splice images of like really scary shit that's supposed to be in like children's yeah. movies and videos and stuff. It's like this looks like a splice image that would just look, you know, subliminal messaging. Just a quick flash. What? 
Uh, so Alaska, the Qualapalic. Oh Qualapalic is a creature from the Inuit legend. They are said to have long hair, green skin, and long fingernails. The Qualapalic snatch away disobedient children and keep them underwater forever. It's kind of scary, but the picture is really... Fuck, imagine fucking seeing that thing. Squidward with a dick nose. Oh my god. Just like the things that parents would tell their kids just to get them to behave. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Or, you know, I mean, I, I feel like we... Growing up, got a very sanitized version. You know, the worst that would happen is Santa wouldn't give us presents. Get coal, yeah. If you celebrate, yeah, you get coal. But like, you know, the Germans, they got fucking Krampus. Okay? Yeah, like <laughs> Germans, they don't, they don't, yeah, fuck, they don't around. fuck around over there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just like these kinds of things, like don't do this, or like this Qualapalik is gonna Qual- keep you underwater forever. Like this is and just show amazing. show them that picture too. Oh my uh, god! Scroll down to California. You're- Okay. It is the what the f- oh, sorry I'm mm-hmm. the okay. Fresno okay. Nightcrawlers. The Fresno Nightcrawlers are so named due to surveillance video that surfaced in 2008, purporting to show a creature that appeared to be all legs. The creatures are believed to be the same as those spoken of in certain Native American folklore. That picture I'll send you, and I'll put it in the Instagram as well. That's a cool okay. little sketch, though. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like two little clothespins. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> clothespins. I kind of want to look at the video. Can I click on the video real quick? Bring her up. All right, I'm on YouTube. Oh, it got somebody. Sometimes I like to see what these ads are for YouTube. But anyway, that was not interesting. All right. Let's see how long this video is. If you Google it, uh, there's like a uh, fuck ton of videos and pictures. Yeah, I'm just going to get forward to What the fuck is that? What? Someone said haunted pants. No. <laughs> the haunted pants. I MC Hammer pants taking control. Oh, my God. The videos. Yeah, they look like those big, like, I don't know. The video is super weird, like how it walks, this, too. Yeah, it's like, it kind of looks drunk a little, you know, kind of like it's stumbling. Whenever I see it walking, I just think, there he go. <laughs> it's that boy. Oh, shit. What up? Okay. All right. Enough. Enough on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The. But I'm actually kind of curious. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. One more. One more quick Google. It was just I want to see what, what thing with Nightcrawler it was referring to because if it's Skinwalker Night. No, I'm not going to do that. Amanda. No. Okay. Going back. Amanda. Amanda, stay focused. All right. Going to Colorado. The Tommy Knockers. The Tommy Knockers are said to be tiny elf-like beings, or in Colorado, the spirits of dead miners who make knocking sounds to warn living miners of impending danger. However, other legends insist that Tommy knockers are mischievous entities who like to steal from miners or cause general but not deadly mayhem. And that Stephen King is aware of it, too. It says that he has his own take on the legend. What the fuck? Well, we know that The Shining doesn't have anything to do with the Tommy knockers. No. But I'm wondering what other... I'd have to ask Tree. He's right there, but he's playing a video game. But I have to ask him because he's he knows all things. What uh, What did Stephen King... Referred to with the Tommy knockers, the like gnome elf thingies. Huh. I guess we'll have to look into that. Interesting. These are what my sister's terrified of. What one? <laughs> Maybe that's why the the little oh, Tommy yeah. knocker things. I was thinking they look like little gnomes and my sister does not like gnomes. And maybe she saw a Tommy knocker when we went to go visit my grandparents in Colorado. <laughs> gnome stories are so weird. Like, I should ask. I didn't hear about them until Tails started talking about it. I was like, Yeah, I guess I never really like how they were like spotted around like NASA 
and stealing batteries and like other things like with energy. Have you read those stories? No, what? They're not. No. I don't know if they're gnomes, but they're they're little people, right? And they like really like so around like these big facilities, specifically like NASA. Uh, security guards will find like car batteries, like the uh, defibrillators, things that hold like a lot of like energy and power. These little gnome creature guys will like steal them. I don't know what they do with it, if they like need the, the power to survive the energy, but there's a bunch like cool little stories about it that Tails probably remembers completely. That dude's head's like an encyclopedia of crypto. Yeah, it's... <laughs> He's probably like... He's just, he probably did, actually, that's not exactly a Tommy knocker. No, actually. Kidding. Tails wouldn't do that. No. Um, now, elves, it's, it, is, it is interesting. Uh, just, I don't know. I just, like I said, I never really heard about them much until as of, like, later on, as of recently. Same with, like, skinwalkers. I kind of knew, but, like, then they started really, really picking up popularity. And I was like, I feel like I've heard of this before, but it was called something different. Yeah. And I think it was, like, the first time I heard, no, the first time I heard about it was the the Wendigo or Wendigo yeah. thing. Because that was that one book. Remember when we were kids, it was like that. They had the really creepy drawings, you know, and I'm, scary stories to tell. In the yeah, park. yeah, that one. Yeah, they had a story about that. And so that's when I first was introduced to it. I was like, oh, Native American lore. And then I looked into it and that's when I figured out what it was. Anyway, the f- sorry. No, the first time I heard Skinwalkers was in high school. One of my teachers is from Arizona. He lived on a reservation. Mm-hmm. And uh, he like talked about how the skinwalker was like on his roof, looking through his like sunroof of the, into the house, the sun window, whatever the fuck do you call them. Every time you tell the story, it does not help. It doesn't make it any. It gives me chills every time. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> it jumped up there. Like we heard it jump up there and like walk around. And he said his roof is like, yeah, that pretty creepy. But mm. down to Florida, if you bear with me here, going Florida. To Florida okay. Florida skunk gate. It's Florida's version of the Bigfoot. Uh, it's been that would be Florida. That this would be yeah, Florida. just an ugly name too. Skunk ape. The skunk ape follows familiar territory where ape-like cryptids are concerned. Big, hairy, and stinky. The last characteristic, however, is the skunk ape's most defining feature. Witnesses of the creature have likened the smell of that skunk, hence its name. But more often than not, it's said to smell rancid or putrid like rotting food or dead flesh. Maybe this skunk ape actually has just walking around with a lit joint. That's all it is. Yeah, it's... It's not smelly. It's just just something like your <laughs> someone like your dad out there. He, it does smell like skunk. He can't... <laughs> smells can't like... stand the smell. It's not weed. It smells like skunk ape out here. That'd be a dope name for a weed strain, skunk ape. I bet you there is one. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. All right, down to Hawaii. Okay. Hawaii. The Minihune. Minihune? They're mythical little people who range in height from six inches to two feet. They're said to be excellent and industrious builders who can construct and engineer structures overnight. It's a cute little ceramic statue. I wish that gnomes would come into my backyard and just fix up my fence. Go to Hawaii. Maybe they'll take care of you. No, like I... I need to find out that there's gnomes in Washington and then I could like entice them, you know, with like a crow box, those crow boxes where the crows will put coins into yeah. the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we saw, I think we talked, yeah, we about, talked this. about Anyway, crows. Yeah, but do it for gnomes and then the gnomes will get paid and I don't know what gnomes want, but apparently, they'll apparently they want fucking energy to leave some batteries out. Yeah, leave some batteries out. 
Uh, I gotta watch out because I can't. I can't have copper and I can't have batteries hanging out. I've got there. This is Tacoma, okay? Yeah, the, <laughs> I can't be inviting people into my backyard. I'll just get homeless people, not gnomes. <laughs> uh, down to Illinois, the Enfield or Einfield Mon- horror. Jeez, God, more small things. A small creature, roughly three feet in height, with a small body, small arms, and pink eyes as big as flashlights. Terrorized a small town of Enfield, Illinois, in 1973. The animal was said to have leapt 40 feet in just three bounds. A similar creature was spotted in Mount Vernon, Illinois, 40 miles from Enfield between 1941 and 42. Pixar didn't happen. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, no, no. It seems like something from the Rick and Morty verse got loose in Illinois. (laughs) Rick's just like, God damn it. Morty. Morty. I watch Rick and Morty Morty so much. I know. It's a good comfort show. It is. I don't know. It, it's really not, though, mm-hmm. but for some reason it is. Like, it's not like the idea. It's like, I don't know. It's not like a relaxing it's show to watch, but I find it chill. Like yeah, was, it does get depressing. Oh, yeah. there's yeah. It gets depressing, but there's the familiarity with it. Like, it's still a cartoon, so it feels like you're watching just a comfort show, but you're actually not. I don't know. Maybe this is why we're all fucked up. <laughs> I need to relax. I'm going <laughs> to put on some, a horror show. Oh, I watched that. I need to listen to some true crime. Yeah. I watched that movie, uh, Megan, last night with like the doll. Oh, have, have you seen that? Yeah. I got mixed feelings about it. Yeah. It was yeah, good. it's good. Okay. Going to Iowa, the grass man. Okay. This ape should ask my is, family. These are your people. The grass. Yeah. He looks like a little, little nug of weed. My people. Oh, he does. This. Oh, we love him. Okay, he's my <laughs> This ape-like cryptid, not unlike Sasquatch, is mostly associated with Ohio, though he has reportedly made appearances Boom. in Iowa as well. He is described as being Yay. seven feet tall, weighing 300 pounds, and leaving three-toed footprints. Grassman is so named because he is most commonly observed walking through tall grass. Oh, my God. You know what I did? Speaking of Iowa, and guess what I did to my mom when I was growing up? <laughs> So it has something to do with grass. So we, when we would go watch fireworks down the street, we would take, my dad had a whoopee, like the actual like BDU pattern whoopee. And so like when we were walking back from the fireworks, I got ahead of my mom and my dad and my sisters and whatnot. And so I had the whoopee with me and I laid down in the grass, just like completely flat. And I waited until my parents walked by me and I popped up. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm Your dad just... Your dad just beats the shit out of you. I thought it was the funniest thing. No, he thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I think he liked the use of he's like, yeah, that's the good use of him. That's my girl. You're gonna be a great soldier. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> okay. Yes, you were. <laughs> okay, down to anyway. Kentucky. Oh. I used to hide all the time too. Always in department stores. Like the circle uh, <laughs> clothes racks. I'd always hide in there and like grab people's legs. Whoa. whoa, whoa. That, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your mom's legs are just like anyone's legs. A little bit of, little bit of both. Depending how, <laughs> depending how mischievous I was feeling. Oh, God. God, you probably gave someone PTSD. <laughs> I'm my own, my, yeah, my own cryptid was made that day. You were that little that little guy running around. We're just wait, just wait till we get down to Pennsylvania. Let's see if yeah, we, let's, let's see if that monster was actually. You. Just a picture of me, like poorly sketched. <laughs> wait, not <a> minute. <laughs> Holy shit! 
the likeness is uncanny. Uh, but in Kentucky, okay. the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin, the Kelly Hop, Hop, what's known as the Kelly Hopkinsville incident, is a part where uh, the families were terrorized over a 24 hour period by a goblin or gremlin like creatures in metallic clothing that could float. Is one of the craziest cryptozoological, I cannot say it, cryptozoological stories in the books. I'm going to have to look that one up. What is it doing? I think it's. What is it doing? I don't know if it's floating there and just pulling that guy's head up, ripping his head off. It looks like he's on. Oh, no. I think he's on a roof. Can you see? It looks like on the side, it's got that little like under oh, light. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think this is a, like he's probably like walking out to go to his car That's or something and then he's just getting snatched by this. I'm Googling that. Huh. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Before. I like. So I, I went through well, a we bunch got- of these. I like this one because. They're not very, uh, they're not well-known. Ah, uh, yeah, hipster, you. Mm-mm. It's a little crunchy version of uh, some folklore. Uh, yeah. Uh, in Maryland, there's something called the Goat Man. As uh, this folklore investigator breaks down the three primary origin stories behind the Goat Man. Number one is that they described a creature that was half man, half animal, walking on two feet. The other aspect of the legend was that it was a mad scientist, a scientist who worked in the Bettsville Agricultural Research Center who was experimenting on goats and the experiment went astray and he started attacking cars with an axe. What the fuck? Uh, That really went... All right. Uh, He'd attack anyone who would roam the back roads of the Bettsville Agricultural Research Center. The third aspect of the legend was that it was just an old hermit who retreated into the woods and be seen walking alone at night along this road. And when anyone would come around, he'd just run away. Goatman was also seen in other areas. Let's rewind here. What the, like, what, like, how'd the experiment go astray and he just started attacking cars with an axe? I'm fucking done. (laughs) I'm tired of banging these goats. Maybe, I don't. I, you know, maybe, maybe something transpired in the lab, you know, maybe his coworker like said one too many yo mama jokes or something. And he just snapped. That could have been it. No idea. I, this is, that's a bit extreme though. That is a bit of an extreme reaction. This is why therapy is very important. Highly recommend don't lose your shit and start going after cars with an ax. Jesus. That's terrifying. Imagine driving down the road and then like this goat thing comes out like swinging this guy's coming swinging. I'd be fucking pissed. I paid off my car. I'd be so mad. How would I explain to, to that? Your shirt, to it's a company. To my insurance company. A half man, half yeah. goat was yeah. swinging an axe. Exactly. Okay. Right? Like, unless this happened you're, to like multiple people. You're like out of people. breath. You're not going to believe this one. But I swear to God. <laughs> we should. Oh, my God. We should see insurance claims for some for like paranormal shit. Oh. I bet you those exist. Oh, did you? That? Oh. You saw the one with a. Uh, Look at Write write that down. Did you see the one where the yeah, the no, one the one guy uh, claimed to insurance that a ghost boy pushed a shopping cart into his car? Did you see that video? No. All right. Wait, I think I may have heard of it. It's like just uh, maybe I saw it in passing. I it just maybe. came out. I don't know. It's pretty weird. Okay. But he, I don't. Wait, what am I typing in here? <laughs> uh, fuck. Oh shit. Oh, uh, paranormal. In, oh, insurance cryptids and claims. insurance cryptid insurance cryptid insurance claims my notes app is just a mess yeah just it is a mess just pure chaos you, chaos 
Can I share one thing? And I swear to God, I will shut the fuck up for the rest of the episode until it's my turn. Oh my to gosh, <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. You're, oh my God, really? Is that easy? Okay, no. <laughs> so real, real quick before we continue, because this is, have you, obviously, I'm not going to say, have you heard of, or have you watched Transatlantic? No. On Netflix? Okay, so basically it takes place in World War II, loosely based on true events, but it was getting the greatest minds, like scientists, artists, etc., out of the war-torn countries to get them to safety to preserve mm-hmm. culture. You know, war is going on and people are smuggling these artists out and they've got them at these halfway houses. So at this halfway house, I'm watching this show with my parents and, you know, it's it's a very like surrealism party-esque kind of thing, like just artists being fucking weird, you know, like symbolism to music and dancing is just weird outfits, just very, very overtly quirky. Yeah. Okay. I'm painting a picture. Okay. So then it gets to this part where it's a very symbolic thing that they're doing. It's, you know, they've got these tea candles and then they're symbolically putting them into the water to have them go on, like carrying hope, whatever. My mind went to this. I was like, if you're fucking hiding from Nazis, you dumbasses, you don't bring light. It's going to, what are you doing? You're bringing attention to yourselves. And then you have all of Europe's greatest minds in one convenient location. Yeah, perfect. Like, put the camo net up, guys. Jesus fucking Christ. I said that, and like I literally said this as this was happening, and my dad looked at me like he could not be more proud. <laughs> Noise and light discipline. It's like, Jesus, you guys, at least a red lens or something. At least know. a red lens. I know. So if you watch Transatlantic, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And if anyone has seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking it's about. It's on Netflix? Okay, anyway, I will sign up. Mm-hmm. You know me, I don't watch It's pretty it. good. I, the only reason why I watched You're not gonna watch. Megan last night is because I watched it with somebody. Otherwise, I would just fall asleep to Rick and Morty. All right. Montana. Woo! The Grays. It began in June 1959 and lasted 20 days. A wave of sightings, stalkings, and abduction attempts by the famed Grays, which are the most commonly recognized form of extraterrestrial beings out there. The length of time of these visitations is strange considering the greys typically reveal themselves only a few times. But this was not the first encounter with aliens in Big Sky Country. Reports of visitations go as far back as 1932 and persisted both before and long after the encounter described above. As much, Montana is considered a hotbed for alien activity, and the state has experienced everything from crop circles to cattle mutilation. 20 days. So I got a quick question. Yes. Well, because we know that like up north and maybe it is because the U.S. has a bunch of like, I mean, supposedly has a bunch of the nukes up there, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of alien activity up there regardless, which we need to do a Lost Civilization episode because I was more on that later. But it has something to do with like that area by Canada. So does the activity just stay in the U.S. or does like Canada have around that region have alien activity too? It's worth a Google. I would think they would. Our Midwest going north up into Canada type. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, does it just stop? Or right <laughs> the aliens are like, no. Right. Too cold. Too right cold. at the border. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, shit. Don't got our passports. Canada's on a lockdown. Turn around. <laughs> Turn around. Turn around, boys. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> or hopefully our Canadian listeners will like that joke. Canadian listeners, eh? Hey. Down to New York. Okay. The Cardiff Giant. What? Nope, I'm not reading that one because yeah. it's a hoax. We'll cancel this part out. 
These are all JK. All supposed to be real. Okay, down to North Carolina, moon-eyed people. These beings are dwarf-like and have large round eyes, hence their name. They're believed to build house-like mounds in the woods, which serve as shelter for the moon-eyed people, as well as sources of great power and energy. Okay, North Carolina. There's a lot more dwarf, like... There is a lot of dwarf. Like, I'm seeing a pattern in, in this list. It's a lot of little people. Little creatures. I mean, we need tails for that. I, it, these, I feel like we've been saying that for a year. Yeah, I know. Tails come back. No, these remind me of the little elf creatures in uh, Disenchantment. It's like in one of the later seasons. They have like these hollow eyes, but they worship the moon. It's weird, but it's, if you like, is, <laughs> is that the second season? Oh, you've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it might be. I think so. I don't know. It's it's like the moon people. They're like the underground. They're the opposite of the elves. Like they don't have okay. eyes. It's weird. I don't oh, know. Oh shit! I need to rewatch. <laughs> Sorry. Go to Ohio. Scroll down to Ohio. The Loveland Frogmen, half man, half frog, all terror. Uh, there's been two encounters reported of the Loveland Frogman, Frogmen. The creatures did not seem particularly antagonistic. In 1955, a group of frogmen approached a local citizen on the road, prompting him to run to the police. Naturally, they were nowhere to be found by the time the men came back with the authorities. However, in 1972, a police officer did get to see the legendary animal. As it approached him, just as the frogmen had done nearly 20 years earlier, the officer opened fire. He did not hit the frogman, and the creature escaped. No other sightings have been reported since. I think we both are about to say the same thing. There's a thousand percent chance that like this was just a person in a frog costume. And then like this guy, it was probably the same guy, like was like, oh, for old time's sake, I'll take the old costume out for a spin. The, and then share. My legs wet. <laughs> Got shot by the sheriff. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say uh, the sheriff definitely ND'd his pistol and just blamed it on this fucking frog person. He's probably playing around with it in the back streets and just negligent discharge into the woods and blamed it on a fucking frog guy walking towards him. Look at us poking holes in these theories. Mm. <laughs> Frogs, nah, do better. Okay. Oh, it was the frogman, I swear to God. All right. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, Pennsylvania, the white Bigfoot. A strange all-white Bigfoot creature has been <laughs> spotted numerous times around the Carbondale, Pennsylvania area. Due to its height appearing to be shorter than many other creatures of the same ilk, some speculate this may be a juvenile Sasquatch or else another breed of cryptid altogether. There is even a rather famous video of the creature that, while likely fake, is nonetheless well done. The White Bigfoot. That's cute. It's a little baby white Sasquatch (laughs) roaming around. Okay, it makes more sense because Pennsylvania gets cold. It does. That's Midwest. It it's cold. not Midwest. Yeah. That, but like it's Northeast to Midwest. Like that's still the like the West side of cold. Pennsylvania. You know, we have cold You don't lump yeah. us in with your yeah. people. All right. We're Northeasterners. Oh, my mistake. We still have Amish. Okay. That's pretty Midwest. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, it, it does get cold though. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> white, white. Yeah. Well, it would make more sense to me like in like Vermont, like it being a white Bigfoot. You know, maybe he just strolled on down to uh, maybe just now yeah, they migrated. Yeah, huh. up oh, there's videos. Huh. Oh boy, should we watch it? Oh, wait, what's this? Oh, this is on Cryptid Wiki. 
That's been popping up a lot. I love it. It's so convenient. All right. I got a guy at Fedora for my ad. Let's see what this, what it brings. Okay. Why Bigfoot slowed down? Oh, okay. That's fake. Really? The, the close up? Yeah. No. I'm like looking at this. Look at this. It's 100. That looks like a KKK hood. Okay. I'm calling it how I see it. That looks like a KKK hood. With like some nose nostril pieces. It's a hundred percent accurate. That's I don't real. Know. We'll let the listeners decide on that one. I hmm. I'm gonna need more evidence. Okay, back to your list. Whoa. One oh, second. Sorry, what next to Rhode Island? I forget about Rhode Island. And then I remember like what? Family guy, he's there. Kohog, yeah. Kohog. Oh. <laughs> Big Rowdy. Rhode Island's own version of Bigfoot. He doesn't appear to have much by way of features that distinguish him from other Sasquatch creatures. He even has his own blurry video captured by two guys out in the woods. Some legends are just too good to alter in any way. That's a nice, that's scary picture. It's terrifying. This looks like one of those like 19, or not even 19, was like the 1800s yeah, well, Halloween masks. Or like a totem. Like those things? Like a totem pole. Like, oh. Our South Dakota hitchhiking demons. Outside Eagle Butte, South oh. Carolina, a man driving home late at night was first circled by a band of glowing red orbs that surrounded his car. Then the man came upon a translucent being standing at the side of the road. The entity reached through the man's windshield and touched his head. He described the creature as this. It was glowing like a real dim light bulb because you can see through it. Eyes were the size of human, really long nose and length. It has a really big mouth. Its arms were like sticks. They were parallel through each other. The two sticks looked like it was glowing. It was around four foot tall, but its arms stretched. There was also another creature sighting alongside this being. The other one on the left-hand side of the road had a face like a beast, horrifying, ugly, looked wrinkly, walked like a squat about the size of a goat. It was glowing too, reddish brown. It was wide and narrow. The fuck? While this other creature stayed on the road, the first being reportedly entered the man's car and rode with him for several miles before vanishing completely. No. What do you mean it rode with you? You just what? like were just driving with it, guy? You're an Uber? Oh, I'll just take you to the next town. Yeah, yeah. Take me to the next town up. Okay. I, I'm sorry. This is like, there's a, there's a limit on Midwest nice. And that's like Northern, but still like they kind of keep to themselves up that far. Did it hold, did it? Did, did he have a choice? Drive. I want to know if he had a choice. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> like, did just, he talk to it? Or is he just like, all right, this is happening. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Do, do you want to listen to the radio? Like, What's your... <laughs> you want to put on Joe Rogan? Yeah, put on the Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that conversation went with it. And then just disappears. Oh, okay. No. You're not going to give me any change for gas? That's fine. Fuck you. Not even an Uber rating? <laughs> yeah, not, not even five stars. Tragic. Rude. rude. Fucking rude. Not, not even tip. Just literally was ghosted. Fucking out-of-towner. <laughs> Tourist. Freeloader. That's what's wrong with America these days. These goddamn freeloading cryptids. Hitchhiking demons. Hitchhiking deep. I'm going to start saying okay. that as like right, a curse word. Like a slur almost. But not really towards anybody. What in the hitchhiking demon? What in the hitchhiking demon is going on here? 
Just like it's it's like a southern expression, you know. They say the most off the wall thing, like it's hotter than a witch's tit in here right before Sunday service, and it's Easter weekend or something crazy. And you just look at this old lady, like, what the fuck just came out of your mouth? But you know what it means too, you know? That's yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I mean, I get it, but what? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> I want to know what's there, what's the craziest southern expression that you've heard? Okay, Texas. Good old Tejas, the, the Chupacabra. The legend of the El Chupacabra is believed to have originated in Puerto Rico, but the creature has made its way through Latin America and finally began appearing in Southwest states in America, particularly Texas. Chupacabra means the goat sucker, and it's described as being the size of a young bear with scaly spikes running down the length of its back. It walks on its hind legs and, true to its name, killing goats and draining them of their blood. I was terrified of this thing when I was younger. All the way up in Pennsylvania, like I was afraid. I was afraid of it. I'm trying to think of the first time I heard it. I feel like my grandma was the first one to tell me about this, the chupacabra. I, I think that came from like I think it was they were making like they were making a they were making dinner, but it was like traditional Mexican food. And I I think maybe someone misspoke and they said the chupacabra instead of like chalupa or something. I don't know, but like the the chupacabra. I do remember hearing about that from my grandma. Hmm. But she didn't have a whole lot to say about it. I think like they've discovered a goat that was like drained of its blood in the 90s. And I remember like watching it on the news. So I was like, oh, fuck. Good brewery, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a good yeah, brewery. Yeah, good one. Down to West Virginia, the Flatwood Monster. On September 12th, 1952, a group of Flatwood, West Virginia residents ran into the woods to investigate a bright red flash they'd seen moments before. While shining a flashlight amongst the trees, one boy's beam fell across, uh, fell across an unknown figure. An author for the Enquirer writes, The light revealed a towering man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. The boy was dark and seemingly colorless, but some would rather later say it was green. And Mrs. May reported drape-like folds. The monster was observed only momentarily as suddenly it emitted a hissing sound and glided toward the group. Lemon responded by screaming and dropping his flashlight, whereupon everyone fled. While many are convinced this being was extraterrestrial, the more likely answer is that it was an owl? Uh, maybe. I could see that. Like, if you have a flashlight and you don't know exactly what it is you're looking at and an owl swoops towards you, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, hmm. 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 The description is not owl-related. Yeah, that's what I'm just, like, thinking, too. Like, what else could it be? It sounds like a ghost rather than like an alien. Sounds more like a ghost man like figure. Mm. Hmm. Oh, shit. But the picture up here looks like a little witch. Yeah, know? it doesn't. Something's not adding up there. Mm -mm. No. Nope. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Oh, I fucked up. Hold on. Are we doing Wyoming? Because this is terrifying. Hold on. Where are you? Where are you? And I'm. <laughs> No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, da, da, ba, ba. Wyoming? Yeah. Ooh. You want to try uh, saying this word? Namirigar? Yeah, if I tried saying that, it would just Namir come out as the N-word. I'm not getting... Oh, I'm not. I'll let you take that one. I'm not getting canceled yet. You get that, no, not me. Wow, Amanda, I can't believe you. Oh, my God. In Wyoming, okay. the, the Nim... The okay. The... We're called Nim. We're the called Nims. Nim. The Nims are, according Nims. to Shoshone, Shoshone legend, 
which was a tribe in Wyoming, were a vicious race of people standing no taller than three feet, known for attacking passerby with poisoned arrows. Sounds like real. Uh, Gone show shoe. Show. <laughs> Gone show shoe. <laughs> there she goes. I'll admit, that was good. That whole thing was a nightmare. Uh, oh, well, that might be is that the end of it. That is yeah. the end of it. Can we take a quick sponsor break? I'll be back in like a minute. You're, okay. you're good. And we are back, baby. Okay. The fuck would that do? God damn it. Oh, it's not right. There it is. Okay. I got my iPad. And I pulled it right back up to this fucking terrifying thing. Okay. So next on our agenda, thought, do you have the email that we got from one of our listeners? Or would you like me to send it to you? Hold on. Did you did you send it to me? I thought I did. I don't have it. Hold on. Oh, there she is. Oh, okay. All right. One second. I'm going to copy paste this from here to my notes. And then that way I can pull it up in my, I think. Okay. Got it. All right. So do you want me to start or would you like to start? You can go. We can do paragraph by paragraph in popcorn. Okay. <clears throat> so this listener story was written into us back in February. We just kind of had a weird timing with episodes that we were recording. So we are now finally getting to it. So apologies it took so long, but to the listener who wrote this in, thank you so much. I'm excited to read it. So this is roughly 2008 in the Sierra Nevadas near Maggie Lakes area. There is an old abandoned California Conservation Corps camp that we would hike to and stay for three to four days at a time. It was about a quarter to a half mile down a steep hill from the main trail and about 30 yards from a creek. As far as I know, we are the only ones that know about it. We've shown multiple rangers where it is on the map, and not one of them ever believed us. So it was no means a popular spot with lots of traffic. So they showed them where they were staying, but the park rangers, I guess, didn't believe it. Okay, well, that's getting weird. It never struck me as significant until the story happened, but we never heard or saw any birds or wildlife in that camp. Popcorn thought. As part of the camp, there was an old dilapidated wooden table that had been there probably for decades. It ran almost perpendicular to both the trail and the creek. I was sitting on one side of the table facing downhill at an angle toward the creek, and the guy that was with us was sitting on the other side of the table, looking across camp and up the hill. For this story, we'll call him Larry. It's also important to know that for the two to three guys that came, were off hiking, so we were the only ones left in camp for a few hours. So Larry and I are shooting the shit when he stops mid-sentence and looks like he's staring at something. Amanda? He then says, don't look, but something's watching us. I put my hand on my pistol and slowly turn around to where I can see kind of a flat spot on the opposite side of camp and something dark and bipedal, something roughly human shaped looking at us from behind a tree. As soon as I turn around and look at it, it turns uphill and steps from behind that tree to another tree about four feet away in a single step and takes off up the hill on two legs. Oh, shit. Oh, my heart's pounding. This is terrible. Now, this area has a ton of trees, and since it's not well-traveled, there's a ton of branches and undergrowth all over the ground. This thing, whatever it was, starts going up the hill towards the trail, and we hear branches snapping off all the trees and branches being snapped underfoot. We investigate afterwards, and there's a lot of freshly broken off tree limbs. Popcorn thought. It's also worth mentioning that this hill was steep. We'd have to make our own switchbacks just to go up and down the hills, and whatever we saw walked straight up and was moving fast like it didn't even care. We sat there and waited for the hair on our necks to go back down, then headed over to investigate. 
Larry has an almost nine foot reach, tall guy. And where we saw this thing's head was almost as high as he could reach up that tree. We had no further sightings over the next two days that we were there, but Larry couldn't let it go. He got another one of our hiking buddies to go back with him a few months later to see what the hell had happened. Amanda. Okay, I just want to say I love the word switchback. It's such a fun word. Switchback. I held that in. I was like, oh, I love on. that wait, word. Wait for your turn. Switchback. Switchback. <laughs> okay. Uh, with Hobbit. He walked back to that same area where we saw it, laid his pistol on a tree stump, and yelled out, I love camping here. And if you have a problem with that, come on out. We'll set it right here and now. It's one way to do it. I mean, that's something. You would do that. Bring it on. You so would. You would. You would charge a skinwalker. You would challenge Bigfoot. I think I... If you had a pistol on you. Yeah, a little bit more confident. I wouldn't just shoot it right away. I'd try to beat its ass with my fist first. And then when I'm losing, I'll shoot it. I feel like a crossbow would be more effective for damage. Because once it goes in, you have to realize that like Bigfoot has to yank it back out. His force getting it back out is going to be strong. But getting like... Unless Bigfoot... I feel like... If you just like hunting, like once that bow goes inside of the animal, like they run away, then you have to track it down. I just want to drop Bigfoot like where he or she is standing and just, you know, stand over it, beat the okay. fuck out of it. Okay. So if we were hypothetically going to go Bigfoot hunting, I don't know if I want to hurt it. You just said but hunting. If, like, my what life are we get- <laughs> Sighting. Bigfoot, Bigfoot sighting. I don't, sighting. Observing. But, you know, for self defense, I feel like I would carry a crossbow. Yeah, I would carry a crossbow. All right, you're going to die. No, I won't. No, I won't. I will survive the zombie apocalypse. You know this. They hear gunshots, they'll come running. You get a crossbow. I'll let you get your ass beat just enough with the crossbow to prove a point, and then I'll assassinate it. This is just me trying to relive my Katniss Everdeen costume (laughs) that I met Tree in back in college. Uh, If anyone's asking how we met, I was very drunk, (laughs) and I hit on him. He was dressed as an old man. (laughs) True love story. Yep. Yep. Nothing happened, Uh, and we continued to hike into there for about once a year for six more years until it burned in a forest fire. No idea what it was, but damn, that thing scared me. I'm one of those guys who thinks I could beat up a bear, and I think I would feel the same way. I think I'm less intimidated from like a, a bipedal, like two legs, humanoid creature. I'm less intimidated. My toxic trait is thinking that I could take on apex predators in the woods. <laughs> I think I could beat up a bear. <laughs> I think I could beat up a bear. I'm not positive, but. Oh my, oh my God. Okay. Hey, that was good. That was a good story, by the way. The, the way. Yes, that was an awesome story. And we love when you guys write in. So please continue to do so. About that story. I love when Larry said, don't turn around, but something's watching us. And then the guy just turned around immediately. <laughs> Classic man. No. Don't look now. But he did it slowly. <laughs> yeah, I would. I Okay, if that were me, actually, I think I would have this advantage because I probably would keep it on me. Remember when I told you that I would pluck my eyebrows in the field? Mm-hmm. So I normally would keep that mirror that I use. I usually would keep it in my pockets. So I would probably like get the mirror and just kind of like use it to see what's behind me if I were in that situation. Screen. Because I would not go. I would not go multiple days without a mirror so I could see my eyebrows. They grow too quick. They're like weeds. I wish my grass grew like that. Well, put your uh, plant your eyebrow <laughs> yeah, hair well, in the grass. Well, garden right yeah. here. 
Yeah, a little race, race garden bed right between. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's like a fucking cheer pet. <laughs> I can make fun of my eyebrows. Like I made fun of for when I was growing up. It was very traumatizing. I actually was. That hurt. That really hurt. I was like a kid. I couldn't control my eyebrows. What kind of nicknames did you get? No, I'm like bushy brow. Yeah, I don't know. It was anything like serious. It's just like it's being kids and you're a kid and you don't know that you're supposed to do your eyebrows. I wasn't even shaving my legs. Here comes bushy brow. You're fucking mean. Yeah, here comes bushy. Look at you now. You're you're doing great. Yeah, I have great eyebrows now. Fuck you. I'm not gonna name names. We hope you're fucking dead. No, we don't want that. Okay, you know what? Let's let's go back to this. Let's let's learn how to be cryptozoologists, shall yes, we? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'll start us off with reading what sure. it is. So cryptozoology is the study of animals that have been seen but not proven to exist. These animals are called cryptids. There is no qualification or certification to become a cryptozoologist, but it's a fun hobby with a large and enthusiastic community. Hell yes. To enter the field, you need to do extensive research on a particular cryptid. Once you know as much as possible, you can go out and hunt the cryptid yourself. Ooh. You find you should publish so other cryptozoologists can learn about your exciting new discoveries. So no gatekeeping in this community. I like it. That's what I hate. I fucking hate that. When like influencers and stuff, like you're like, oh, that's really cute. Like, it's on my Amazon wish list. It's like, fuck you, Becky. Just tell me where the fucking organizer is that you got. Like, what the fuck? Fuck. Fuck you, Becky. Fuck you, Becky. No offense to any Beckys I actually have friends with. Okay, so thought you want to read the first step? Part one of four is deciding to become a cryptozoologist. Wrong or right? Part one, determine if it's right. Look at that artist. I actually Googled the artist, by the way. We'll talk about that later. Oh, you did? Yeah. Fuck yes. Okay, continue. All right, so part one, determine if cryptozoology is right for you. In many cases, cryptozoology is not a career. The study of cryptids is an interesting pastime for some and passion for most. Few people can get any income from searching for creatures. Bullet one, even if you manage to publish a book on cryptozoology, you may not make much money. Cryptozoology for most people is a passion, not a career. Keep in mind that much cryptozoology consists of travel. It's not a phase, It is recommended Mom. that you do not pursue this field if you do not like to travel. Cryptozoology can be expensive hobby. Some common costs include travel, recording equipment, and DNA testing on samples. Okay, you know what? I will argue the second bullet point. You don't necessarily have to travel. But if you like really had a fear of flying, but you really were into Bigfoot, so you just sent your buddy like, hey, go set up these trail cams or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll stalk Bigfoot from my living room. It's fucking, it's totally possible to do that. Or if somebody like lives in the area. Yeah. Hot take, WikiHow. Idiot. Hot take, WikiHow. You are no match for my ADHD brain on drugs. <laughs> Turn into a superhero. It's like this movie Limitless. One hit of the bong. All right, number two. I can think clearly <laughs> now. The Kush has hit. The cheetah piss. Anyway, purple rain. Yeah. Oh my god, I actually did make cheetah piss infused oil. But anyway, number two. Choose a cryptid to specialize in. While you may have a general interest in cryptids, you might want to choose one or two cryptids to focus your research on. You may choose based on geographical region or type of animal. Hominid, sea creature, primate, etc. Some cryptids that you might consider include Bigfoot. This cryptid is known as a Yeti, Sasquatch, or Skunk Ape. Ah, there it is. Hey. While many believe that Bigfoot is not real, some speculate that it really is an undiscovered primate. 
Since Bigfoot sightings are reported around the world, this may be a good place to start if you cannot travel far. Because like every state has a Bigfoot. Every state's got their gnomes and every state's got their Bigfoot. So those are the two easy ones for you use that don't like to travel. Um, <laughs> the Chupacabra, which we talked about, reported to suck the blood of livestock, namely goats. And then Ubo Gogo okay. is a small human-like creature that exists within folklore of Indonesia. It is aggressive and will eat anything. <laughs> Remember, like, that, oh, God, what fucking Minion movie was that? I have an analogy to make, okay? So, you know how Shrek, like, Millennials, it was our childhood movie that got a shit ton of sequels yeah. to it? You know what I'm saying? Well, Gen Z, I figured out what theirs was. The fucking Minions movies. Because there's so many spinoffs after them. There's so many Shreks. We're still making Shreks. I don't think we're done yet. There was a piss, uh, piss in the top in theaters. What? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Oh, yeah. The, the cat. cat. The cat. I, put to, I was, thought you were yeah, saying another still... fucking cryptid name. <laughs> no. No, I was just like thinking about like that. That was, you know, the minions and that. But the cryptid from the minion movie where they got that evil serum and it turns the minions purple. Uh, and they like are just a menace. Please tell me you've seen this. What minion movie? Fuck. It was a. Oh, it was the one where Gru gets a girlfriend. She's that spiley. Yeah. Is it the second one? She's like really clumsy. It might be. I think it might be the second I don't... one. But yeah, like it's that serum that turns the minions into these purple. Actually, no. Fucking better analogy would be the gremlins. Yeah. They're like little gremlins. Ibugogo. Ibugogo. I'll eat anything. Okay. That's like me after have... good bowl of indica. Anyway. <laughs> God, I can't wait till you're out of the army. Why wait? Yeah, that's right. We need to push legislation now. That's right. Okay. All right. Number three. You want to do that or you want me to read it? Got it. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Number three, study <laughs> many different fields. Cryptozoologists often need expertise <laughs> in many different fields. Try reading up on as much biology, zoology, psychology, anthropology, and conservation as you can. This will help you understand the behavior and biology of certain cryptids. Look into areas related to your cryptid. For example, if you're interested in sea creatures, you might want to read up on marine biology. No shit. There is no accredited degree for cryptozoology available. Online programs promising to offer degrees in it do not have accreditation. Good to know. These pictures are... Oh, uh, <laughs> learn survival you, skills. I bet, I bet she's thinking about other dudes. Marine biology. <laughs> Reading marine biology to be the best cryptozoologist in the field. It's like my sister, the guidance counselor. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I want to be a paranormal investigator. Uh, remember, it's oh, not a good great. career. It's a hobby, okay? So learn survival skills. Oh, Most okay. field work involves going to isolated and uninhabited areas to search for cryptids. To make sure that you can survive in these regions, train yourself in wilderness survival, first aid, hunting, and other useful techniques. Pick up skills that will help hunt your specific cryptid. For example... If you're interested in the Orang Pendic of Sumatra, you may want to learn to speak Indonesian. <laughs> Since it lives in trees, That's you may want to practice climbing trees. No one's going to fucking do this. You know, I'm looking at these. Oh, God. You know, the one person that I would bring out with me, like if I were to go cryptid hunting, is Lizard King. He actually does hunt cryptids. It's amazing. I appreciate it. Okay. Get him on here. I've been trying. I, uh, I'll get him. I'll get him. Okay. Mm. 
That'll be a two-parter episode. That's for damn sure. And that's on Dogman alone. Um, okay, so I'll read this part two of four. So we'll just keep going with this. Researching a cryptid. So number one, read field reports by other cryptozoologists. Once you have decided to focus on a particular cryptid, you should research as much as you can on the creature. Other cryptozoologists likely have done work on the cryptid. Start by reading field reports, books, and studies done on the cryptid. Scientists said... <laughs> Learn what the scientists have to say about the cryptid. When you read texts by cryptozoologists, you should also do some scientific research and anthropological research as well. Find out what scientists think so you can consider both sides of the argument. For example, many scientists think that many cases of El Chupacabra are really just coyotes with mange. Man. <laughs> oh, God. Just, like, this guy just, like, maybe he's the one that's just debunking everything. Myth. Myth. Actually, that's a myth. Actually. I fucking hate when people say that. I just want to punch myself in the face after it. Um, next step is like look into local folklore, read up on it in the region that you're traveling to because the stories can kind of give you an idea of what the cryptid eats, where it lives, what time of day it comes out, etc. Uh, but speaking of which, the geography of the area so you know what kind of clothing to wear and what to really look for in the landscape where you're at. Like this one says, for example, if you're going after the Loch Ness Monster, look at the geographical features of the Loch Ness area, such as the Great Glen Fault and River Ness. Well, that's cute. They actually have a river. River Ness. River Ness. River Ness. That's cute. River <laughs> liver Ness. Yes, you're liver Ness. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's losing it. <laughs> Just love this picture. This picture. Need to save Need five thousand. Plan your travel. So I guess if you got money to burn, you should uh, save it and spend it on a. That would be cool. I would do that. I did know a guy who did in his off time would go around Germany and would go explore castles with paranormal equipment. That's sick. I would do it if I lived in the area. I'd fucking do it. I need to go find Bigfoot, but I'm kind of scared. I'll go with you. We'll take him down. <laughs> we'll bring Tree and Lizard King with us, and then I'll feel safe. Exactly. Fuck, I can protect you, except I'm going to die because I'm going to charge it. The more the barrier, okay? <laughs> I know, I need I need. Good luck, people. Amanda. You'll have your crossbow. Part part three. I Here we go, this is perfect. Part <laughs> Lizard King, you're going with us. Part three of four, hunting for cryptids. Relevant. Plan your travel. If the cryptid lives in another part of the world, you should start saving some money to visit it. Research specific areas where the creature lives. Plan to give yourself plenty of time in the area to search for the creature. You probably will not encounter them in a day or two. You should only travel far away if you believe that the creature really does exist. If you are uncertain, you may not want to spend the money or you may decide to look for a cryptid closer to home. Well, if we're just giving financial advice to fucking cryptozoologists, pack for the expedition. Oh my God. All right. This is fucking... I got to see what they put in their packing list. The All right, so what WikiHow suggested to pack... So WikiHow suggests that we pack a camera and recording equipment, audio recorder, sterile collecting bottles, vials, and bags, latex gloves, markers to label the samples, a ruler and or measuring tape, a magnifying glass, and a logbook or journal. And a rectal thermometer. What? That's a write-in. We'll add that. <laughs> yeah, we'll add that. You never know. You never know. It's hot up there. Bigfoot could heat You have to know you where you're know. going. You gotta know where you're going. Uh, find local witnesses. Oh, gosh. So that means you have to... You you know that guy in the town that you'd have to talk to. He's the one with the... Playing behind him. He has a hook hand and he lives behind the Walmart. You're not going to believe me. Little straw hat. But at the end of the movie, you find it okay. and clears his name. 
proceed. Yeah, and he's he's the one who comes in to save your ass. Okay. <laughs> Proceeding. Perform field work. Field work is the process of collecting evidence while out in the area where the cryptid lives. Field work includes taking samples, recording audio and video, and tracking footprints. Take pictures of everything. Well, if the creature is shy, you could set up a camera with an automatic timer and then leave it in the area for a while, what we had talked about. If you find feces, both... Oh, my God. No, don't don't go picking up random shit, okay? Don't do that. Don't do that. Bad advice. It's how you get diseases. If you find a footprint, measure boo. it with a ruler measuring tape and take... I mean, you could just clean it up and, like, throw it away. I don't know. Just don't don't take it home with you. That's gross. Um, Yeah, it says measure your footprint. See, you know, see how good about yourself you could feel. <laughs> uh, write everything down. Keep a logbook of everything you do see, hear, and find. What if it doesn't exist? Thought. Thought. What if it doesn't exist? Recognize that there is a possibility that the cryptid may not exist. No shit. I spent $5,000. My life savings for fucking Mothman, which is real. Years at the academy. Wasted. Sometimes you may arrive at the conclusion that your cryptid does not exist. All is not lost, however. You can simply enjoy the fact that you had an interesting experience. And part four of four, publicizing your work. Start a blog or a podcast. The easiest way to talk about your cryptozoological work is to start an online blog, publish pictures, DNA test results, recent sightings, and speculation. If you kept the logbook during your field work, you can publish entries from the logbook. If you keep comments open on your blog, you can hear from other cryptozoologists. They may have information related to one Thanks, of your Robbie. mysteries. <laughs> Blogs are also a great way or to elicit donations for your travels and research. Go fund me. Go fund me to get you That's the, how they're doing. to learn Indonesian. Can you imagine like a GoFundMe for me and you? Just go fund me for our podcast. Like just first and foremost, we need to get you a laptop. I literally have two right a working laptop. Yeah, there you go. This tablet <laughs> is on two laptops right now. Oh I think the other one might work. I need a charging okay. for it. All right. Folks, please share this podcast as much as you can. I'm going to make sure that the subscribe button is in there so you can make a donation. I feel like we always need money for me. No, no, no. But if you do want to donate, we won't say no. Okay. What was it? Uh, blogs or vlogs. So you could write a book. That's a lot. But yeah, if you got the time, you could write a book. And number three, reach out to other cryptozoologists. Use your community, network, and don't gatekeep. You might have a local meetup spot. Yeah, like a dating app for cryptozoologists. That's where you can really start. That'll be my next. I they bet. That'll be some weird motherfuckers I bet on you there. They exist. There's just like five people, <laughs> all just really weird guys. Likes hentai porn. Yeah. <laughs> Interested in hunting the kraken. <laughs> Level. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was fucked up. That was fucked up. Um. Anyway. I hope my mom's not listening to this one. My mom and dad did listen to our podcast and they're like, they liked it. And my mom's like, it's funny. You guys are kind of crude though. I'm not going to lie. I like that thought guy though. He seems nice. That thought guy seems deranged. <laughs> nah. Like um, okay. If you're listening. Um, thank you, Mrs. So yeah. You just, hi, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not normal. Yeah, like a local, like little. <laughs> she knows this. Oh my gosh. She made a comment at the beginning of like their visit. And I said that I had, yeah, I said I had therapy on Monday morning. 
And she's like, oh, isn't that funny? All three of my girls are in therapy right now. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's not her fault. It's not her fault. I was say, yeah. My mom was a good mom. Just other things, you know, just other things. But anyway, uh, what was I going to say? There's something. Yeah, we should look into those apps and see what we can find. Like, we should find the best cryptid meetup apps and share them next episode. Just like a little chaser at the end of whatever we choose there's got, uh, for our topic for next time. That's gotta. There's got to be someone that... I saw an app today. I forget what it was called, but it's for people who, when your phone battery's under 5%, is like the only time it appears. And so you talk to other people who are also at phone batteries under 5%. And it's literally, like I was reading like a conversation between two people. One of the guy's name was Steve. And they're like, I'm so scared right now. By <laughs> like, I'm at 3%. And then when the phone dies, it literally says, Steve has died. <laughs> It's super like niche, obviously, but it's a thing. I need to look at the you send me the link. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to send me the link for that. I gotta I gotta look at this. Fucking hilarious. There is an app for literally everything. So I think that we should do some research. We could look at insurance claims for cryptids and apps to go look for a follow-on episode. This is a part one for a part two. What do you think? Yeah, we could definitely the part two doesn't have to be consecutive. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could do part two to this train of thought. I'll write it on the whiteboard. Yeah, I think we can spin off a part two off of this. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, toads. Toads, toads. Oh, yeah. Also, when you're looking for cryptids to look up, like find one that's got a high probability of sighting. Because if you choose to spend $5,000 to travel to, what was it, Ohio? Uh, and <laughs> Well, like the one was from. like, you should learn Indonesian and, and learn how to climb trees. You should learn how to take an Ohio driver's test. Plot twist, they don't use our fucking turn signals. I hate Ohio drivers. Goddamn Ohioans. Ohioans? Mm. Cincinnati's gorgeous. Ohioans? Yeah. Still love the fact that we beat the Buckeyes that one year. I still hold on to that. It's such a good memory. Core memory. <laughs> 2018. Never forget. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Don't spend all your money going to somewhere where you're likely not going to find a cryptid. Also, just go in with the knowledge of you probably won't find anything. Yeah. Long story short, just have your friend set up trail cam so you don't waste your money. <laughs> probably better luck that way. But yeah, that's all we really had. God, I was just bullshitting, honestly. Yeah, I have nothing to add. We'll definitely look into insurance claims. Because I know I'll s- try to find the ghost kid video that I'll send you. Yes. Guy claimed a ghost boy pushed the cart and then... Insurance. Yeah. And then apps <laughs> for uh, cryptozoologists. Yeah. Oh, if we have any listeners out there that happen to be in Second Ranger Battalion here at JBLM or have been in the past, please let us know because we want to talk to you for a very specific episode idea that we have spinning. And all the Ranger pages seem to have vanished, I guess, in fear of getting RFS. But I feel like they've all just like gotten reported or they were fake like yeah. when disaster sniffs them all out and then they disappear but yeah, there's not many now oh my god i'm scared of disaster but he probably would be really funny to have one yeah he he seems like i'm scared of him i'm gonna be completely honest why he terrifies why me. i don't know i just feel like he would make fun of me and wouldn't stop apparently he's like a really really good dude but he definitely yeah you should reach out he's to him. himself i don't i don't think i've ever talked to him before you do it He's not going to come. He's, no, he's not going to fucking come on here. Oh, well, if he. OK, if his face isn't shown and I could like this. He shows his, his, a he bit, shows his face now. He's like a Twitch streamer. Oh, he yeah, does. Like he doesn't. 
He hasn't posted in a while, but like, but he might. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he. Had, but he's got the equipment. We could say he does. I can at least see if he has any stories or something if he wants to talk about it. Yeah, but I got that one thing, and I have questions that I think that he could probably answer. I'm curious, and I'm nosy, so uh, yeah, there's that. Anyway, um, well, write to us. Uh, we'll read your story on our podcast, and that's all I really got. I made some Korean pulled pork, so I gotta go start the rice here soon. Go eat, girl. Go piss, girl. Oh yeah, I will. Oh, you know what? Okay, yes, I do have to go to the bathroom. Shut up. Um. All right, guys, uh, rate, review, subscribe is literally the best way that we can get our podcast out there. Uh, Thought and I only have so many business cards, but we can make more. But yeah, word of mouth really helps. And rating and reviewing on all different. I mean, if you rate us five stars on one platform, go to the other platform and keep giving us good stars because that helps us. It really does help us boost us in the algorithm for other people to discover us. So that's all I really got. You can follow me, Salt Tequilo, but most of it's just my cats. So yeah, but where can they find you? You can find me at not period A period J-T-A-C, which almost at 30,000 followers, baby. Woo! I cannot believe your meme got over 3 million views. That is Insane. Guess how many it has now? That's nuts. Almost Four, ten million. Five. What? Yeah. Uh, over. Oh, China's got that one. China's looking at that one. Right? They love it. That's why. Yeah, I don't. It's fucking. <laughs> I got like seven thousand followers <laughs> General... from it too. In the a couple damn. Days. Okay. Uh... I'm gonna steal memes. Yo, homie. You... <laughs> but yo, you wanna you wanna boost one of my memes that I just posted? Did you post one? It's a little help. <laughs> a little help. Little yeah, action here and there. Video. Well, for the little guy. Oh, that one you showed. It me. I'm the little guy. <laughs> Give my girl a follow. That was genius. That was genius. Yeah. Actually, no, we need to help out the DOD page. So follow us, share our stuff, even if it's from a while ago. It helps us. So, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, fuck. Mouse fell asleep. <laughs>